Welcome back to Gas Bagging. I'm Dan Morrison, and I'm joined again by a religious hub house head, Nikki. Welcome back. Um, I'm glad to have you on such a um, historic evening of um, the first. Is it? I want to say, is it the first drink throw on Summer House? I feel like it is. I don't think that the Summer House crew like to throw around beverages with such, you know, willy nilly excitement mm. as the Vanderpump crew do. I don't think we've had like a water throw or a beer throw like we would have in the earlier seasons of Vanderpump. I think they try to keep it, I would say, classier, but also just mm. not at all. I think we've been robbed that I haven't actually seen a um, lover boy to the head of anyone yet as well. <gasps> oh, Sorry, can you please give me an update? I didn't we I didn't realize we needed to talk about this, but um you're being sent um lover boy and you have a tracking number. Um, I am, how are I we do. going on that? It hasn't <laughs> arrived. I'm so sad. So for the readers' context, I have a friend who had to go to the States for work. She goes quite regularly. Her name's Anna, she's an absolute doll. Um, mm. she was there recently and she often will bring me back things from like Trader Joe's, just like dumb chocolates and stuff. But this time she said, Oh, do you want me to get you lover boy? And I said yes, and then sort of thought I don't know how she's going to get this back into the country. Evidently not her first rodeo because it's made it back to the the country safe and sound. She sent it yesterday express from Melbourne to the South Coast. It has not moved from barrel today. So I'm really sad that it didn't make it in time. I really wanted to do like a live tasting. (laughs) Yes, I would have loved that because I was going to say, get a can out now. I need to get a live feedback from this. I I, I probably would have gotten in the car and gone to barrel. I will record a review when I do receive it. I believe she sent me the oh, lemon please. iced tea flavor is my understanding. Amazing. Well, I literally cannot wait for that review. Um, so we'll get to Summer House, but um, yeah. the first thing I kind of wanted to talk about was um, I know obviously everyone uh, spoke, was speaking about the uh, Chris Rock and uh, mm-hmm. Will yep. Smith slap last week. Yep. There's not much more to be said on the no. subject because no. I feel like everyone in the world has done a think piece and everything and I don't yeah. want to cover it too much. Yeah. The thing that um, really shook me from the event um, was uh, Sally Bloomfield of season four Real Housewives of Melbourne fame thought it was um, her space to weigh yep. in on what she thought the slap meant or um, yep. was doing in the sphere of um, pop culture, which was she believed that because the slap was about a joke about uh, Jada Pinkett's alopecia is that it was putting alopecia into the conversation, like amongst everyone. So that was Mm -hmm. top of mind, Mm -hmm. which also linked with the perfect timing of Pfizer launching a new drug that battles yep. alopecia. Perfect. So it was so the slap was tied to pharmacy brands trying to make more <laughs> coin, which she's already very distraught about because she believes the say. vaccines are only just about making coin for themselves. The entire coronavirus is fake to her. And the fact that the Will Smith Chris Rock slap was only about um, money for Pfizer, which I, I find beautiful. I was actually going to crack a joke when you started saying this. Like, did she say it was because one of them was vaccinated and one wasn't? Like, I thought that was just going to be a silly joke. You, It was real. That was actually what yeah, happened. Yeah. Incredible. Amazing. I love that for her. Yeah. I love I, it's. And the thing is that, honestly, the day when she went full, like, anti-vax, um, like, QAnon, like, oh, posts yeah. and everything, I was like, oh, poor Sally's been hacked. And, and I just, like, <laughs> that's what I was thinking. <laughs> I was thinking for like, oh, like in 24 hours, she will get recontrol no. of like the account, delete the stuff. And the way she has doubled down Incredible. over these past months is actually fascinating to watch. And I, 
as I don't think she's going to even say anything ever triggering enough for me to unfollow because I find the whole process of her like mind fascinating at this point. It's it is amazing. The whole like coasty fashion designer to alt right anti vax pipeline. It's very short. I don't mm. know how they built it, but it is a very short pipeline. And she just went head first and just ended up there in like a, like you said, a matter of twenty four hours. Just incredible work by her. Congrats. Oh, it's so good. I and I would love to. I I would kind of love to read things those kind of people are reading. You know what I mean? Ooh, like I, yeah. I, I kind of like dip in every now and again. When like and I see someone like share some like article, mm. I'm like, oh god, what is this site? What is it? And I kind of like dip in for a bit and go, <laughs> wonder what's going on here. And then like you you like head to the site and it's like um like a Russian server or something, or yeah. it's just like something like oh I'm not meant to be here or something. But like yeah, you're on a good list. for them. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Exactly. But um, <laughs> I, I love that she's still feeling um, impassioned to speak out about um, the real issues. Talking yes, the real yes, shit. The real yeah. issues in the world today. Thank you, Sally. Much yeah. appreciated. Nikki, now that you've um, graced Gasbagging's presence again on the podcast, I must hear your uh, uh, Real Housewives tagline, your current state of mind or whatever whatever uh-huh. theme you're going with currently. So please, if you can, take it away. Oh, if, you, you need, if you need to explain it as well, that's fine well, as well beforehand, or you can do it after. The theme is sort of based off what we'll talk about a little bit later with Summer House with the whole, okay. like, the, the, the fight of it all, but that's kind of where I was mm. going with this. Fantastic. Please. I may be messy, but I won't do your dirty work. That's good. Oh, that's like, like I, I feel like that's very um classic, like as in... Like an old school, like an yes. early New York vibe. Yeah, they're like the, the themes are on point for like a, yeah, early Housewives vibe. I like that. I feel like I was taken back uh, about you. 10 years. So that was good. Thank you so much. <laughs> that's what I'm here to do. <laughs> yeah. I feel young again. Um. I need to talk about the uh, couple that's currently in your background on your screen as well. So, um, f- uh, as this is not a visual medium, I'll put a I'll put a little pick pick up say, after podcast, this. But, um, yeah, famously a visual medium. Um, we have dear um, Baba um, on the couch in front of the yeah. famous Baba sign. Um, Tom yeah. Schwartz and Katie Maloney now divorced. Yeah. Um, yeah. What are your feelings? I, I know I spoke on this a few weeks ago with Josh, but uh, Nikki, as a Vanderpump Rules stand from back in the day, um, what are your feelings on this uh, disintegration of a relationship? One called it. I think the last time. I don't want to brag about someone's relationship falling mm, apart, well, obviously, but mm, I feel like please, please brag. <laughs> I think when I came on here last time, I, we joked about, like, all I want for her is divorce. Like, I just can't mm-hmm. wait for it to happen. And I think that was when the rumblings were beginning. It was around sort of, like, early March when the rumblings were beginning. And I remember messaging yeah. saying, I think this is happening. Like, I'm on the beat. I've got my ear to the ground. I'm ready. And weeks later, it turned out to be true. And I remember people saying, you know, this is just for a storyline. They want to get picked up for another season. And I said, great, bring it on. Get divorced for a storyline. That's far more interesting than whatever the fuck they've been doing for the last two seasons. I was also shocked that there was actually a marriage to divorce because the first marriage famously did not become legal because Tom just lost the paperwork, which probably tells you a lot about how they actually feel about the relationship. And then I feel like I have this memory of them saying, the second wedding also didn't get made legal, but evidently I was wrong, completely wrong. Uh, and I believe the same thing because my concern was when I heard about this divorce that it wouldn't go through because they're both too lazy to do the paperwork to actually Absolutely. divorce. Absolutely. But then, 
But then actually seeing that Katie filed, because thank God she did, because Tom would never, because, oh, again, never. wouldn't be able to find his place to, like, I don't know, do you go to a courthouse or something? Yeah. Couldn't and like, say. He wouldn't be able to print out the paperwork. He wouldn't be able to sign his name. Like, he would not have no. any idea where to put his signature. Um, I wonder if they ever he went through that He would sign Bubba. He would sign Bubba. He would sign This is Bubba. null and void. And he's like, well, I can't do this again. No, Picard again? No, I'll just deal with it later and then it never happens. I, like... I, just, I never thought it would actually happen. I thought they would just sort of live together and be separated and then end up back together because of all the press that they received mm. from the, the divorce itself or, like, the alleged divorce, whatever you want to call it. Um, yeah. I'm glad it's happened, though. It should have happened before they even got married, like when he bathed in a river before their wedding and then didn't have a shower after that, their Woods' elegant wedding. He's a foul man. Um, he, he, he's also a battered wife. As um, Tom Sandoval famously once said, um, but no, no, no. We I, we said to each other last time you were here that the only way this show could recover yep. would be if we had because we, we it was fresh when we had Lala had broken up, yeah. we had James and Raquel had broken up on the reunion, and yeah. we're like the next one to fall has to be like Tom and Katie, and that's, that's the only true. way the show would become watchable. And Absolutely. I feel like. It might be watchable again. It might be. I also keep seeing this story that apparently Stacey and Bo are credited as, like, guests or friends of in the next season. Like, that's from Wikipedia. Like, anyone can edit Wikipedia. Who cares? Like, it's someone in a flyover state that, like, thinks Stacey is, you know, the pinnacle of style and hilarious. I would probably take them back. I would probably take Stacey, Jackson, Kristen. I mean, definitely Kristen. Oh, Kristen needs to be, um, like, (laughs) I I, I don't know if it was you. Was it someone told me they were like... (laughs) Did you say you just need a live body cam on, like, Kristen <laughs> Doherty? <laughs> I feel like you messaged me that once and I was like, stop it. But yes, please. <laughs> I always think that, like, whatever medication Kristen's on, she needs to come off it. And she needs, like, a fresh Adderall prescription, a fifth of tequila oh. and, like, a GoPro on her head. Like, she just needs to go. I need her, like, at a beach, drowning in the waves because she can't stand up in the water. God knows. Poor thing. Um, And I just need her out there, like, flying girls out from Miami to ruin someone's relationship and my life be complete again. Doing iconic reality TV work. She yeah. she's an icon. She's a legend. She's the moment, <laughs> and we need to, we need her back in our lives. Like honestly, oh my god. Um, and just very quickly uh, before we go to a break, Real Housewives of Atlanta. Um, the so trailer exciting. has dropped. I like I was slightly disappointed with last season, but you know yeah. I just give everyone a break for like the COVID of it all for oh, yeah. the COVID seasons. Like that was um, a struggle on many parts. Um, but I feel like the new Atlanta trailer looked like light, fresh fun. Yeah. And I'm I'm here for it. I'm very here for it. I also think that Atlanta sort of sits within the same facet as like New York or Potomac where like even an average or like bad season of one of those franchises is is better than most seasons of like a Beverly Hills or a Dallas or anything yeah, like that. Exactly. No, no. And I just, I love that Marlo has finally secured her peach <sighs> and she can, because I actually think she has an interesting story, like her taking, it's her like nephews that she's now yeah. like a mother of or something. Like all that is like so interesting to me. I can't wait to see the She by Sheree launch finally. Like, it's back. That's it's coming. Now. And she, Marlo's, what, how many seasons has she been a friend of now? It's like three or four seasons, hasn't it? Yeah. But she's just, she's been around for years. Like, exactly. she's like, she was screaming at them back in Africa before she was even <laughs> with, um, before like Candy was even with Todd when he was still a producer in the oh, background. Like, God. it was insane. Amazing. South that Africa. I, did, I said the continent. They were technically yep. on the continent, but I do know my, <laughs> on the they were in South Africa. Yes. They were on the continent of Africa in South Africa. I do know the difference, please. Congrats. 
That's why I own self-read, because I um, <laughs> said Africa just then. So. But I do know the difference, just letting everyone Congrats. know. Good so. work. Thank you. Um, and yes, I just I can't wait to see uh, Messi Kenya, uh, oh, Messi Marlow. A charade, just all of it. It's uh, good to have the girls back, and we're gonna we're gonna have Atlanta and Beverly Hills at the same time. It seems as well, oh which God, we just are. also just chef's kiss. That. Incredible. And I, ho- I was gonna say, I hope before this episode, I hope when this episode drops, the trailer still hasn't come out because I feel like we're gonna record this. This will come out on Friday, and there'll be some like Beverly Hills trailer that comes out of someone's asshole. And I'm gonna like hate myself that we didn't talk about it, but just. <laughs> Letting everyone know right now, we have not seen the Beverly Hills trailer <laughs> as we're talking. All day, I've been refreshing my Twitter and Instagram, just like someone's going to drop it. It has to happen today. They usually do it like, you know, pe- people were putting together like algorithms of, you know, Atlanta oh. dropped on this day. It airs on this date, which means that Beverly Hills is X amount of days when it's going, it has to be today. It has to be today. Oh. And it didn't happen. And I saw, yeah. And someone like posted something like, Eric is like, are you ready or something? I'm like, oh, <sighs> don't do this to me. Like, don't, don't, don't you dare. But watch it, watch it happen. Like, we'll, we'll log off this and it'll be like, and Ruhasbeth Hills trailer interrupt. Enjoy. And I'll, like, actually, that'll be the end. This episode won't be released because I'll throw myself off the balcony. No, I will just be like, not edited and done. Launch myself off a cliff. I'll be done. Great. Okay. Well, farewell to us. Thank you. All right. All right. We're going to take a break and come back with Summer House. And we're back with Summer House and the fallout for the uh, thro- the wine throw of the season. Well, the only wine throw ever, but uh, Sierra into Danielle, who yeah. I have to say from the top, Danielle does not deserve a fucking oh, wine glass thrown at her. No, not at all. Danielle is Lindsay's ride or die. We've always known this. Um, mm. She did some of her best work in this like end of last episode going into this episode. Mm. Um, the fact that Ciara like so easily and willingly picked up that glass and i rewound this like three or four times to make sure i got the sequence of events right she picked it up with two hands and like emptied the wine glass on danielle and then threw it at her and then danielle also it was two it was two motions so it was like an empty then a throw yeah so it was an empty and then a subsequent overarm throw from what i can see and then danielle threw a glass back at ciara which like great reflexes and mm. then picked up a lit candle and started brandishing Amazing. it around like she was in Harry fucking Potter. And, like, <laughs> in general, as Ciara's getting, like, dragged out by this producer and Craig's trying to, like, restrain Danielle and not grope her at the same time. Mm. And she's, like, you know, waving this candle around, losing her mind. I was like, this is incredible. This is what I've waited to see. Like, thank you for delivering, finally. And the thing that was absolutely insane to me as well was just the non-reaction mm. of so many people as well. Like, as in... It was Kyle, Amanda, and Carl were more distraught about the wine being on them. Like yes. not not the secret, not the sequence of events. It no. was more like I'm covered in wine, <laughs> uh, and it was like it was such like it reminds you this show is like set in the Hamptons. Like yes. this is like the worst thing that's happened just now is that I have wine on white on pants. Me. Like, and like, yeah. let's be clear. Carl Radke is not short for white pants. That man owns no. more white pants than I do black t-shirts. Like, that is all mm. that fucker owns. And, like, bless him, he looks great in them. But mm. he was sitting there, like... Oh, stunning man. Oh, it's incredible. He's sitting there, like, on the verge of tears as the fight is kind of ramping up. Kyle is shoving pasta into his face, like, isn't coming up for air. Yep. It's just, like, shoveling matcha into his mouth because he knows that something's about to happen. Andrea and Luke left the room because Andre is crying about this girl that I frankly don't think exists. No. And how do they like not hear a commotion inside? Right? Like if, 
Like, they weren't that far away that I feel like you couldn't, like, hear someone, like, smash, like, glasses smashing, yeah. producers grabbing people. Because you would have had, like, you would have had producers yelling in the background at producers to go grab her, yep. move that, like, everyone, like, scrambling. And they're just still outside, like, talking about, like, the lost love of his life. Like, no yeah. one cares at this point. <laughs> I felt really bad for him, but also, like, I don't care. And that picture that they put up of Andrea with Lexi... I was like, that's mm. a fan that he saw on the street. That's not, like, a real girl he had a relationship with. Like, you can't convince me otherwise. Oh, and the thing that did my head in last week, I think it was, like, Queens of Bravo or something posted, like, oh, like, nice to see, like, Andre, like, showing his, like, softer side and, like, how he, like, came out. Like, like as in, like, crying or whatever. And I saw these comments and, like, people were, like, tagging going, oh, we love you, Andre. Like, oh, just know, like, we Why? all, like, support you and stuff. And I'm like... <laughs> Shut up. He is, like, a hot model. Yeah, and that's it. End of story. And he's doing fine. Like, he hasn't given this night a second thought. Like, he's not thinking about his tears from this night, still distraught about it. Like, he's so fucking hot. He's probably railing, like, three different people a night. Like, it doesn't matter. He said he has a huge dick as well. Like he's preview, amazing. He's doing great. Yeah, he's doing great. So, like, he doesn't need an Instagram comment of someone going, we support you. And it's also, (laughs) like... he had not mentioned this girl before this point. It obviously no, accident- wasn't that big of a deal. He called Maya her name yeah. and that was about it because <laughs> that was the last person he railed and looked at Maya and went, oh, hey, Lexi. Went, oh, sorry. The funniest part of that moment back when he called her Lexi is he was like, oh, I thought, like, I just got the names mixed up. I'm like, when we saw this picture of Lexi, if that is her name, mm. I was like, Lexi is white. Maya is not mm. white. How did you get not those two mixed up? You absolute fucking moron. Like, he, no, nah, he sucks. I'm bored of him. He's, his body's too perfect. It freaks me out. I'm not into it. Yeah. And I love that it's just edited, like, Alex out of the season oh, now. Like, he's just not. disappeared from our consciousness <laughs> now. But I, Poor Alex. <laughs> but I did see Kyle say that he, they, he should definitely be in the episode next week. And I'm like, Kyle, Where? I don't think you know. Yeah, because they're like, oh, look, he's on the party bus. People are doing shots off him. And I'm like... Like, Carl, I wouldn't be surprised if they managed to actually get rid of, like, him oh, from gone. the next episode. I feel like he's they're out. done with him at this point, so. <laughs> he was also at Lindsay's party. We didn't fucking see him then. What makes you think he's going to be seen on the party bus? I would not even be surprised if they were like, oh, we had, like, a stripper on the bus and he's just got, like, a blurred face and, like, people are doing, like, shots <laughs> off him and they pretend like it's a completely new character. I would actually love that. I did see, I don't follow him because I don't, I don't follow most of these people. I just follow, like, the meme accounts, yourself included. Mm. I did see that one of them reposted Alex is posting all these salty memes about getting edited out of the show, like Harry Potter with an invisible cloak kind of stuff. And I was like, God, get over it. Like, we know you get paid by the episode because you're a new cast member. I completely appreciate that. But, like, if you want to be on camera, take some fucking notes from these crazy people that you live with apparently and start throwing some wine glasses because otherwise I don't care. Yeah. And you don't even need to throw wine glasses. It's going to be interesting. Like he just, and he just added absolutely nothing. Like, do you think, do you think we need to see like 20 episodes of you talking about your fucking turkey in the morning? You know what I mean? Like it's just like turkey. Yeah. Because I just like felt like I heard that so much and that was like enough reason for me to go, yeah, you can go. It's like time to go. Nothing else. If if all they're showing is you. That's it. Yeah. If all they're showing is you talking about ground turkey for like four episodes, you have literally nothing else going on. They're doing you a exactly. solid by putting you in the episode. Yes. And you have dear Southern Charmen coming in, stealing your thunder immediately, who probably shouldn't be there in the first place. No. Um, I, I did love that Craig was just blaming Austin, though. Like, he was Completely. like weirdly talking sense at the beginning to all of them because they're all fighting. And he's like, 
Austin's the problem here, like completely throwing yeah. him under the bus. Like, like as a friend, probably shouldn't, but love that he's doing it. Like, it was just great for him to go. You should all need to recognize Austin's doing this, and I was like, love, love, absolutely. And I wonder where this emotional maturity has come from. Like, I truly don't understand. We've watched this man for like six years or whatever, just be the worst alongside Austin. Mm. Suddenly, he's like, I don't know, maybe gone to therapy once and like learned a couple of buzzwords. Good for him. Mm. When he was talking to Lindsay. I can't remember. It must have been directly afterwards before they went out. And she was saying, well, you know, Austin said that he didn't want anything to do with her. And Craig says, that's what he told you, but he didn't tell Ciara that. And Lindsay's going, but he told me he told her. And he goes, yeah, and he's a liar. I was like, holy shit, they must have been on the outs. I was like, these guys, apparently they didn't talk for a couple months after the the door closed in Paige's face last week is what I'd read somewhere. So I wonder if he's just like, acting out in spite which like congrats to him he needs to cut that umbilical cord but mm. fuck it was so funny just watching him rinse Lindsay as she's saying like she's slurring she's blacked out like she's taking a benzo oh. or something and he's going she's saying oh I graduated 20th out of 600 people in my class and he goes I didn't say you weren't smart Lindsay <laughs> that that the graduated thing was so good like I'd like it's like her not like understanding Austin's a liar is her not being smart. Like, no, no, no. He's just, he's a fucking fuck boy. And we all know this, like that that's, that's two and through. That's all it is. I weirdly, I weirdly, like, like I can see why it goes so wrong. Cause I weirdly kind of believed Austin's character in Winterhouse. Like that was where I kind of went, Oh, like he's not like the worst person in the world. Like obviously he's just here to like fuck, which is fine. Mm. But I thought like he wasn't terrible. And then obviously he's just absolutely shown his ass on Summer House, which is not, Not surprising in whatsoever. And I, I felt super going, why did I believe you for a moment that you were like, <laughs> you were That's how I feel about Craig. Because, like, I think Austin, I think I just, I know an Austin, in, or at least yep. more than one Austin in my life. Oh, so fair. I'm looking at him going, I know this person, I can't believe what they say. Like, they're just compulsive mm. liar. But then I watch Craig and, like, see how smoochy and cute he is with Paige. We're like, I'm going to throw myself off a cliff if I have to hear them in bed again. Like, I don't, it yep. makes me want to die. Like, good mm. for you, but please stop. For some reason, I'm believing it with her and I hate myself for it. I'm watching them going, mm. oh, that's sweet. He's saying he wants to marry her. And then I catch myself thinking that and go, what is wrong with you? Are you being duped? I know. And it's just like, because like, I oh, I actually can't wait to watch their relationship progress because I want mm. to see the same turn that like Naomi had on Southern Charm, which is like you get to the point with him where everything that was cute about him just gets mm. tired and you're like, I want to kill this person. And yeah. I can see Paige very much having same Naomi energy, which is like, I want to kill this person now. Oh, I'd love and to I say think it. she would be very vocal about it, but like, I know they're in like the, you know, the, you know, honeymoon, honeymoon phase, phase at the moment, but I can't wait to see it actually like play out in a um, horrid sense at some point, which is um, absolutely looking forward to. And like, not to give Craig too much credit, but he has actually like opened the sewing shop. Like he does actually make the pillows now. So he's, I don't oh. know, vaguely more motivated he- now than when he was with Naomi. But Naomi must want to die that oh, he that was successful in the end. Absolutely. Like she couldn't stand his sewing and he's done like a full <laughs> pillow business out of all this, which is just like stunning from him. I love it. Um, uh, the next morning, Lindsay mm. doing the Schwartz act of like, oh, Carl, please don't be mad at me. Look, I'm doing the dishes. I'm cleaning. Like, I'm not crazy. Ciara's the crazy one. And like flopping around the kitchen, like batting her eyelids at everyone and like making jokes. Incredible. Great work by Lindsay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The cleaning of the kitchen was her like absolving any like. Completely. You know, anything she had to do with anything. Like, 
like the former night. Um, The one thing I did want to say about the fallout was like, and I think a few people have said this already, but no one like checking on Danielle after that. Like the one that I felt was more like assaulted in this situation was just so weird that everyone was just so like nonchalant about it and just like going about like laying in the bed, chatting with each other, being like, oh, like whatever. Yeah. And it was just like, that was such an odd reaction to me because like even if you're not on either side i feel like you just go to both of them and be like naturally and like check on one being like oh how are you doing oh like what happened there like whatever like you kind of do that and they all just seem to be like oh i'm not going to do anything and then sierra just like waltzed into that room where they all were and they're like oh yeah like like, you're fine it did her (laughs) apology to her in like 30 seconds and then just kind of was done with it it was yeah the whole thing was strange even them going out afterwards i think that also just speaks their ability to churn through storylines at an alarming oh. rate for them to just turn yeah. it around in 30 minutes have half the cast go out and get on it and then just come back at two in the morning like nothing ever happened like Amazing. how incredible well done to them though that's that's the way this show moves and that's why oh, yeah we can't have an alex there um <laughs> chugging Eating along with Graham this turkey yeah, yeah exactly exactly <laughs> that's why he doesn't exist in this timeline anymore Steamed um, broccoli what did you think of the Danielle... Oh, sorry, the Sierra apology to Danielle the following day before they went out? I don't know. It still felt weird to, weird to me. Even the apology between Sierra and Lindsay, I don't think they achieved anything. I don't think they resolved no. anything. I think they no. still hate each other. And I think that Danielle was being really gracious by saying, you know, the reason why this upset me, like, how do I feel safe in this friendship is all completely valid. And Ciara, who is admittedly quite a bit younger than some of, you know, Lindsay and, and Danielle, for example, just sort of being like, yeah, well, I'm sorry. And I didn't mean to do that to you. Like, it's really dismissive and, and strange. And I'm not into it. Yeah. I don't know. Like, none of those apologies, like, meant no. anything to me. Oh, like, God, I think no. Danielle was more just appreciative that Sierra came to her. I think Danielle also was just like older than them mm. and kind like can't not like understands the game but she was just kind of like yeah you're doing your bit whatever yeah we'll, like move on from this kind of thing because i just think i just think she has like other things going on oh yeah she's trying <laughs> she's to start like- a fashion app she's a fashion mogul haven't you heard exactly there we go. She probably wants Sierra to, like, um, model Big some model. of the fashions on the fashion app. So, she's like, I, I'm not going to push this down the hill too far because otherwise you be won't cool. be doing free work for me at some point. So, oh, yeah, that makes amazing. sense. Um, the volleyball game. I did actually enjoy Amanda for once just yeah. being drunk on the sidelines as a vibe. Like, she was just, like, not playing, going, I'm going to get pissed. I'm like, yeah, good. It's me and PA in high school. She... Like, I enjoyed the costumes. That's all fun. That's all great. Mm. Um, I'm only really interested if Carl is playing in, like, I don't know, an Olympic beach volleyball costume. If he's wearing a shorts yeah. and a T-shirt, like, I don't care. Um, it's the if same. If you're going to be sober, wear less. Yeah. Yeah, oh. exactly. Show off the sobriety mm. body you've got going on. And I get that Please. they can't, like, go wine tasting every weekend because of Carl. And they want to include everyone yep. and keep in front of camera. Completely get that. But, again, wear less or, I don't know, do something else. I... I also don't know why production let them go to the beach on a hurricane warning day. Like, that's that's dangerous. <laughs> yeah, I feel like they eventually got told, you've got to go home. Yeah, like, as in, home. like, every, everyone's, like, alerts were going off and were like, please go away. I, the one thing I forgot at the volleyball game is that they did the fake tats. And I saw... Oh, God. And I saw Craig's, like, square gun tat without remembering they had fake ones on. I went, oh, my God, and I just wrote down... Like Craig's disgusting fucking gun tat, yuck! I wrote the same <laughs> and then they, thing. <laughs> and then they got back to the house, and then he was like, "Oh, I gotta wash these like tats off." And I went, "Oh, thank God!" <laughs> I, I freaked out. Same thing. 
I was like, you you southern piece of shit. Oh, like, of course God. you'd have a gun tat on your arm. And then I went, oh, no. Uh, no, no. I take it back. <laughs> I saw it and I was like, Craig would have a fucking gun tattoo. And I started, like, writing this essay about, like, in this essay, I will. And, again, I got to the, the next scene where he mentioned washing it off. And I went, mm, okay, maybe he's not. And, again, I'm getting yeah. duped by his charm. Jesus. I'm getting roped in. Um, the one thing I did not know that was going to happen, and I'm interested to see if it does. Did we kind of get a sneak preview that Danielle is possibly going to be on Southern Charm as well. Yeah. So, them talking about Charleston, we know that if you, you know, if you read the blogs like we do, um, we know that Paige has filmed some stuff in Charleston for Southern Charm. She's met Patricia. Um, Mm. It does sound like Robert and Danielle are making the move, which I don't know how they would fare down there. I think that Danielle is, like, too cool for Charleston and for that crowd. But, look, I'm, I'm excited to see if she actually makes it down there. Yeah. I guess the chilling part of the episode is, um, again, Kyle and Amanda talking about a prenup that neither of them seem to grasp. Yeah. I. It shows you how old Amanda is, I think, because yeah. Kyle is framing it in this way, like, oh, the investors want me to do this, which we know is a lie. Like, we know that he wants to do it. And it's actually a valid mm. point, right? He's mm. signed this cocktail napkin contract with her parents about the wedding. If she calls it off, he's yeah. going to pay the balance. But she's somehow offended by the idea of a prenup. Yeah. Her, the design of Loverboy, all of the artwork, that's her IP. And I said this to you, like, mm. big rant. I was like, that's her IP. Mm. I can guarantee you there's nothing in the company, like, no clauses in those contracts to say what happens if they ever split up or what the division is. Yeah. This is actually protecting her and she's choosing not to do it because he has commitment issues and has a drinking problem and she has a saviour complex and has a drinking problem. Mm. And together, they're just, like, <laughs> this incredible, like, supernova of bullshit. And I'm, like, very into it. But, like, Jesus Christ, sign a fucking prenup, please. I know. And that's the thing. I Like, that's what we were talking about, the whole, like, business thing. If they get divorced, the issue <sighs> is if she has nothing. Like, I don't think she has anything in writing about what she's added to that business. Kyle will run away with it. As yeah. in, he will get to retain everything to do with Loverboy. And mm-hmm. she will have no, no scent and no sense to her name. Like, that'll be... <laughs> Like, it'll all be gone in a matter of seconds if they get divorced. And I yeah. think, yeah, almost like the prenup would be better for her at yeah, the end of the day. It is. But it's, yeah, it's ridiculous. God. Even in the preview for next week, she says, you know, if you leave me, I'm taking half of everything you had. Yeah, Amanda, including his debt, which he has publicly yes. admitted to having over $4 million of debt as, you know, that company and personal debt as well. Do you want half of that? Like, really? Come on. It's, yeah. I, you know, I didn't have much hope for their um, senses at the beginning of, like, oh, no. to predict. Yeah. Like, they can't even predict the future that they're not going to be together and not get married. So, they're just doing it anyway. So, um, good luck to them. I hope um, <laughs> they sign something beforehand, but I don't think we are going to see that happen. So, I can't I don't wait. think so. Maybe she'll get a post up like Ashley Darby. The one thing I do have to say for the preview for next week, um, dear Lindsay saying she's having the best summer in her entire life, which I think she kind of is. She kind of is. I think Mm. the only thing about Lindsay is people say, you know, she doesn't care what the other girls think. I think that's a lie. She cares so much what other people think about her. Oh, she's been very good at this season at hiding it. But if we look at her track record, she's more bothered by... Yeah. the young women than anyone else and it's Absolutely. been very clear and she's just trying to keep it like you know under wraps this season yeah. but uh, well, she's doing a great <laughs> job at so that's probably why it's been her best summer ever because she's actually managed to like hide the demon like underneath <laughs> the dark but, like, passenger exactly so good good 
Well, like, well done to her. Um, yeah, I'm still shocked at this short timeline that we're going to see her and Carl get into a relationship by the wedding. It still is doing my head in that they're going to be together soon. I wrote about three times in my notes, are they fucking already? Because the next morning mm. where she's, like, flopping around the kitchen telling everyone how sorry she is and cleaning up, there was, like, a charged hug. And I know that Lindsay has, like, charged, you know, sexual overtones with every relationship with every male in her life. But yeah. I was watching them going, I think they're fucking already. And then when his parents came over and said, oh, Lindsay lives upstairs. The first thing his mother said when he, she walked in, Lindsay lives upstairs. They're fucking. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They, like, yeah, they, the first question was Lindsay. That, yeah. I wrote that down as well. Lindsay, yes, Lindsay does live upstairs. <laughs> like, go go sleep with her now. Or, like, go, like, create love together, please. Um, it's just, yeah, it's a... I don't know. It's just something that I feel like is going to pop up too quick. I'd love to... Like, that. you know what? I would have loved to have seen... Them sneaking into each other's rooms, having oh. sex in the summer house, on the cam footage, and then just, like, no one addressing it the next day and this, like, kind of undercurrent of a storyline, like, happening the entire time. Like, that would be beautiful to watch and, like, see that unfold in that way. Exactly. What is the point of the fixed cameras if we don't see stuff like that? Exactly. Or, like, get like heading off into that weird, like, um, like pool house the thing. Pool you house. know what I mean? Like, seeing like them go the in there. Like the swoosh room on Jersey Shore. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, like... Maybe no cameras in there and you just, like, have no. to go off really bad audio or something and then just them, like, look, coming out looking sheepishly or something. I'd love that. Petition to put that in next season, please. Thank you. Yes, absolutely. Um, any other thoughts on Summer House? No, I think that's it. Covered it all. All right, we're going to take a break and come back with Lux Listing Sydney. And we're back with Lux Listing Sydney. Now... Nikki, I know you're only a recent convert. Or I, don't, yes. I don't even know if I should say convert to um, Luxus Dings. I just said um, you should you should watch this in the yes. background. Yes, I um, leapt on the bandwagon. It's um, it's such an easy show to watch because it's like it's somehow like terrible and fascinating at the same time. It reminds me, of, like obviously, it's got very much Selling Sunset vibes to it. Mm. The music, which has always like been my favorite part of Selling Sunset as well, like the music is insane. Like some of it's actual real Oof. discernible music, and the rest of it is just like royalty free. Like some band chained up in a basement, and it's just like yeah, yeah, we don't, you know, we're gonna party, like that kind of stuff. And I just, I love it. Yeah, it's like the um, like production assistant who's like sourcing the like you know royalty free music types in what's happening in the scene. Yeah, like it's literally like, and I don't know if I, I don't think I actually typed down any of the actual lyrics, but it was something like like looking at a view, the view, the view. You know what I mean? Like it's just it's it's that's that's probably like the context of like any kind of song they're using because like, and then like. Yeah, it would be like they're like they're going up this like huge staircase, like going up the stairs. Like it's just like it's just like everything is so literal. Like oh, like I'm rich, I'm rich, I'm rich. It's always it's just the like, I'm rich, always the I'm yeah. rich. It reminds me of like early Vanderpump. Um, if there yes. are any readers out there listen to Watch What Crappens, they call her Trixie Monocle, who does the Vanderpump songs, and it's always mm. like. The most insane shit. My favourite one from Vanderpump is the superstitious. Like, it's not a real word. She's made it up. It means fucking nothing, but it's catchy and who cares? And it's the same thing with Selling Sunset and then, by extension, Lux Listings. But you're right. It's very much like, stairs, stairs, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that's what it is. It's not, it doesn't mean anything and I love it. But it's... 
but it's so weird because the show is so like expensive and like in, I think the first episode of the first season they actually have like license a Beyonce yeah. song and I remember hearing it going oh my god how much money have they spent on this show but then you hear these horrific tracks in between and you're just like why, why does the budget fluctuate like this it's just like oh, it's as bad as the acting and some of the line oh, readings and some of the parts it's like the it's just line as, reading I love it please, you like pl- what was your thought? Please tell me your thoughts on Simon's um, from season one to season two, like <laughs> line reading, like what you thought ha- like, has happened to you. He's he's actually gotten worse, which is incredible. Because mm. I remember, I think it was like season one. It must have been the first episode. And I think I messaged you as it happened. It was like, no, I think it was Gavin that said it. He said like, we're going to auction, get the pool cleaned and like hangs up the phone. Like he makes like a three second phone call to some assistant and then just hangs up on them and doesn't say anything. And Simon's like very much the same, but Simon's more... He's speaking like he's some real estate mogul when he's really just some, like, rich Mm. South African Jewish kid from the eastern suburbs. And it just sounds so stilted and white. It's like Kendall Roy trying to sound black in succession. Like, that's what it sounds like to me. And I love it. It's perfect. And he just... some And I when you mentioned his line reading had gotten worse, because you got ahead of me slightly on season two, so I was like, I've got to, like, pay attention to it more. I was, like, watching him a lot more, like, attentively. And he was just like... Oh, I was like, why has he forgotten how to stand? Like, he's in scenes, like, slightly, like, hunched over or doesn't know where to put his hands. And I'm just like, how, like, this is season two. You're meant to be warming up to the whole, better. like, format and everything. And I'm just like, what's going on here? Like, it's it's fascinating, though. And, like, it's so funny because um, it's Tammy, isn't it, the one that he works with? I think so, um, yeah. Yeah, she's, like, quite naturally, like, yeah. a reality star, I would she say. Is. Like, she's, like... She knows the rhythms of the show. So, it's so funny having, like, the contrast of those two, like, next to each other in a scene because he just still seems to be, like, figuring out what to do. And she's like, oh, no, 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 I'm made for this. Like, I'm carrying this. I did drama in high school. Like, I know what I'm doing. The one that really got me was when Simon was getting in the lift with Monica and he speaks to Monica like a boomer parent would someone from a foreign country where they speak a little bit slower and louder every time that person is around, like they can't understand them. And it's like, no, no, they speak fluent English. Like you don't need to do that. It's okay. It's just, yeah, it's the, it's the Eastern suburbs in him that's just like (laughs) screaming out. Um, R.I.P. to the R.I.P. to the twink from first season that didn't seem <laughs> to make it through to the second one. He got locked in the car. The rental got returned. He never got out. Like he's he's yeah, off he with another real estate agent now. Yeah, he actually he had one of those <laughs> signs up like a dog that's like needs water inside the car. He just gets transferred to like another real estate agent. The next person like picks up the car and rents it. And he's like, oh, I work for you now. Fantastic. Like, what's your calendar? I'll just like sign it in and, and set up your Tinder dates for you. I hope he's well. Um, I do have to say. Uh, and I think you had the same reaction to me. I know we're heading into the second season, like second season has begun, but um, Delene's spelling of her name, which I sent to you cold without you knowing actually how it was um, said. <laughs> what was, what did you think the pronunciation of Delene's name was? I thought it was Delianne. I think that's like Delianne. most yeah. people's reaction would be like, it's Delianne. Yeah. The really uh, it's just confronting to see written down <laughs> like is. as a name like she she's a lovely woman <laughs> she's and great. i love yeah i love seeing her with the kids and everything and she actually seems to have be like a warm person but my yeah. god the spelling of the name really like takes me out of the show yeah. every time i see it pop up when you when you sent it i was like delene like eileen but delene and it took mm. me like a good 10 minutes and i was sitting there staring at my phone going this can't be real like he can't be serious he must be trolling me 
And then I started the show and they're like, this is Delene. And I said, oh, no, that's actually her name. Okay, right. Yep. I'm going to have to just like readjust my brain to make sure I remember that so I don't call her Delianne for the rest of my life. Oh, I know. I'd, I'd kind of go in and out of saying yeah. that as well. It hasn't really, hasn't really <laughs> set down. I haven't really like set down on that just yet, but I'll, I'll get there by the end of the season, I hope. Um, they've done this disgusting thing where they've only put three episodes up mm. this season where I got all eight last year. So I'm not okay. Um, yeah, not good for me. Um, what do you think? What What's your thoughts on Gavin and his, um, the, I'll say men, I have called them apes previously that he works with. <laughs> Gavin the Short King and his, and his apes. Um, mm. Gavin, Gavin speaks like a guy who has been to Burning Man and thinks mm-hmm. like doing ketamine is a spiritual experience. Like that's what he mm. comes off to me as, is like this, this faux spirituality. He speaks a lot like the people on Byron Bay is like this raspy, yeah. like, speaking in in only in euphemisms and like thinks that he's really wise but he's just like a pig he's disgusting and i love it it's so good and he's just like he's like oh like i think he's like obviously he's like oh actually actually i was gonna say like he's a semi-attractive man i don't even know if he's that attractive that the weird like <laughs> him and simon's hair being like lego hair pieces oh. at this point where they could just like transfer the haircut like onto each other i'm just like okay simon's haircut for season two i was like he needed to do it he needed to do the haircut the season one hair was not a good look it makes him mm. look like he has less hair than he has he actually looks better with short hair but the more i was watching it i was like he looks like a contestant on love island uk and i'm not okay with it yeah i think gavin would be a great um contestant on love island uk like he could just rock up be. as is and go in there like you know ripped as he is and just like tanned and stuff <laughs> and just like say he does real estate for a living you know be like oh swoon oh yeah the girls in love island uk would love him absolutely swoon over him um the meeting with the whites which was what season one <laughs> built up to and we finally saw play out i love that we couldn't cut immediately to that because i love that the season one finale was him. I need to get off this yacht and like go meet the whites right now. And then still didn't happen for a few weeks. Cause obviously the um, production schedule couldn't actually make that happen for um, season two. Cause it was a year later. Literally a year later. I was screaming when that just cut and we went straight into the opening scene of season two. I went, hang on. Did I miss something? Like, did my boyfriend watch this episode without me and like skip over the end? Like I mm. didn't. I had to watch it again to realise that, no, no, the meeting actually didn't happen. So, my Mm. theory, my working theory is that Mr. White himself, like, got COVID or something. And so, he, like, got off the boat and then they were doing rapid tests and he couldn't actually go see the Whites. That's my vibe, at least. I, yeah, well, it looks like he's gone through something because when he was just, like, standing in the middle of the backyard looking out into the ocean, like, he was just wandering out there for days. I'm like, oh, something's not right with Mr. White. But it's just like, it was... It was a lot to see. And he looked like on the verge of tears the entire time he was talking yeah. to Gavin. And not because he was sad about the situation, just because of, like, existence. Like, yeah, it was just very, no, it was very yeah. existential, yeah. Um, how, how are you enjoying, like, are you enjoying Lux, Lux listings? I know I, like, threw that at you, but I said... Um, no, I am enjoying it. It's a good vibe. Um, like I said, very much a selling sunset vibe, which I love. And yeah. that is coming back relatively soon, which I'm really excited about. Oh, um, I cannot wait. Oh, I can't wait to see the Christine allegedly fake presidency allegedly fall out. Like, can't wait for that. So this is holding me over in, in due time. Um, and her dating her boss. Like, just going to be a stunning season of that as it's well. It's going to be great. It's going to be fantastic. Um, yeah, Lux Listings, it's definitely enjoyable. It's It puts it in a good context because it is Sydney. And so you kind of like, I, I know these places. These are real places mm. and houses, etc. The thing that my brain can't reconcile is the fact that Kyle Sanderlands is one of the creators 
Well, it makes sense why he's in the first scene of the, the second, second season. season. It interviewing just them. Cuts to him interviewing them on his radio show. And I was like, I really, that's a jump scare that I didn't need in my life. Like, that's a sleep paralysis demon that I could do without. Thank you. The thing that's annoying for me, and this is just a very annoying Sydney, I like lived <laughs> in the eastern suburbs for quite a while, is that while they're talking about where they're heading, I sometimes can see out their windows where they are. And I go, yeah. no. And no. I had this real big problem when <laughs> Gavin was like, Oh, I'm like actually heading to Vaucluse now. And I was just like, <laughs> no, you're not. No. I was like, you're actually next to Centennial Park heading towards Randwick at the moment. So yeah. you're actually going the opposite direction of where you should be. And it's just like, and I'm just like, I shouldn't know this, but it's just like him having the conversation. Like you're just doing laps around Centennial Park Literally. and then maybe going through Double Bay a little bit just to like make it look like what you're doing. But like, I know you're not going where you're saying. That was the moment where I realized I was just cutting laps around like Rose Bay and Double Bay and, and all of that and just like up and down Potts Point, I was like, they're not going anywhere. Like they're just filming no. B-roll or filming these phone conversations as pickup shots. And that's fine, but at least put them on the correct road because it looks a yeah. little bit strange when they're like driving past Hyde Park and they're like, oh, I'm just <laughs> heading out to St. Leonard's. I'm like, no, you're not. You're going south. Shut up. <laughs> No, yeah, and I know I hate that I know it so well that I'm like, oh, I know that exact fence and I know what part of Centennial <laughs> Park that's at. Like, how dare you? Oh my God. And I do, I do like the addition of Monica. It's a very, it's interesting seeing, like, them have a visceral reaction to going over to the north side, which I know a lot Love of Sydney it. siders have. So it's good to kind of show that culture of how dare you try and sell a place <laughs> over there. As a, a Melbourneian, I fully appreciate that as well. Like I grew up in the south mm. and then I moved north and I just point blank refused to go south of Richmond. Mm. It just never happened for me. So I fully appreciate that. Um, Monica is the kook that show needed. All these guys are mm. so earnest and serious. Like they're not acting. They're reading lines, but they're not acting. Like yeah. that is who they are. Monica is mental and I love her. She's a total kook. She's completely crazy saying things like, you know, this apartment's going to go for $18 million in St. Leonard's. Love that for her. Love the ambition. Yeah. Keep it up, doll. Yeah. Like, it's got a very far away view. Like, yeah. I feel like... like <laughs> She's like the Harbour yeah. Bridge. <laughs> yes. You 20 kilometres away. Yeah. <laughs> and when she said, like, she was like, oh, six minutes to the city, I said, fuck off. No, like, it's that, not. No, I was like, that's an absolute lie. <laughs> You're lie. saying six, six minutes in a jet heading yeah. to the edge of... <laughs> The Harbour Bridge, that's your six minutes. In like, a helicopter to North Ride. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That is, that's what you're saying. Absolutely not. But um, good for her and I hope she sells it. Um, yep. I don't want a koi pond in my house, but maybe someone does. So no. that's probably um, <laughs> all for them. Um, all right, we're going to take a break and come back with Real Housewives in New Jersey. And we're back with Real Housewives in New Jersey. Um do you, I just want to ask off the top, do you think Melissa like finishes filming a scene and goes, wow, I hit that out of the park? Yes, absolutely. She, everything she does is performance art in her own special Mm. way. And she finishes scenes and she's like, I nailed that. I really did well today. Cause I, I watched that scene with her and um, Tracy and I just thought at the end of it, I was just like, what a, waste of a scene yeah. and like I, I don't know how she could confidently like like you know get up from filming like has taken a cruise time yep. to like come to her house and film all this and just think oh yeah I'm happy with like leaving yeah. it at that especially when she's been on the show for so long and understands you would think understands what goes into a good scene or a good episode or a good storyline for her to have 
Tracy and Tiki Barber, ostensibly the most boring couple in the world, and I don't want them on television mm. anymore. I'm over them. No. Come over Goodbye. and, like, I don't know, talk about nothing for 10 minutes and then leave and be like, oh, Tracy basically said thank you for, like, giving me my paycheck today on camera. Mm. And then that was it. And I was like, what What did we achieve? What do we further? Yeah, do, what did we accomplish here? It's yeah. just, it's so odd to me. And I feel like I'd almost, I would respect Melissa more if she actually just chose this season. Like, do you know what? I'm just going to be done with Teresa this season. Yeah. And I'm going to go after my sister-in-law. You know what I mean? As in, like, just went, I'm done. I'm going to just have a vendetta against my sister-in-law. And that's yeah. going to be what's going on. Because, do you know what? That's the truth. She hates yeah, Teresa. She and does. I just wish she would give into it and yep. just be like, no, I'm done with her. I'm going to make sure Louis is her undoing. I'm not going to yep. support her with this and I'm out. Like, it's, it would have been, it would be beautiful to watch, but it she's would. just giving. And she nothing. would, she would cement herself. Sorry, I just jumped in over yeah. there. She would cement no. herself as like the next cornerstone of that franchise because Teresa is that franchise. And I think that Teresa yeah. is over New Jersey and doesn't want to do it anymore. I think no. she might do like a spin-off with Louis if they get married, like, you know, Godspeed if they do. Like that's a that's a red flag if ever I've seen one, but she's not really yeah. one for recognizing them. I think that if Melissa went <laughs> after her, Teresa could just like exit gracefully, do her spin-off, and then Melissa could be the cornerstone of that show with Margaret, because the two of them together, they're both confrontational, they're both antagonistic, but for some reason of like keeping the family together. Melissa lays off Teresa and it is so annoying and so boring. And I just, I want them to throw hands. Like I want them to, to get into it again. It's just way more interesting. No. And that was like the whole, the whole thing that was interesting about their dynamic in the earlier seasons were that they didn't get on. And yeah. there was this tension between like her and Joe and stuff. And like, Melissa was like, I guess there as part of that as well. But like, that was the interesting thing. And I'm yeah. just like, there's nothing to you anymore. And like the people you align yourself with, you're barely like present with them. Like, it's just like, and it's so clear, like underneath that you're not a fan of Teresa, but you're just like ignoring it. I, I can't do it. And the fact that like, even someone like, even though like Jackie, I find on a normal day, like fairly boring and does mm. nothing, mm. at least for me, like her personal story and stuff is like yeah. quite fast. I, qu- I find it all quite fascinating. Like the whole eating disorder side of it and stuff and seeing that as much as like, who with her family and stuff isn't isn't yeah. my favorite content. I'll yeah. say that that much. But like, <laughs> but like the like the psyche behind it all is actually quite interesting to watch. So that makes a scene like bearable. Where I just like for something for Melissa, she's not giving enough even of herself, and she's not even making enough drama in the show. I'm like, you're just giving me absolutely nothing, and it yeah. does my head in that like there's opportunity there, but she's just not doing a thing. No, I agree. Even, and with Jackie as well, I think last time I came on here and completely panned Jackie as like boring as fuck and I didn't care about <laughs> her. And I do apologize for that. Yeah. Um, she, I do agree that the eating disorder content, like it's obviously not my favorite thing to watch. It's like, it can be mm. upsetting and it's not exactly dramatic, but like at least she is being vulnerable and giving us something mm. of herself in the same way that Jen Aiden does. And I am like famously a Jen Aiden apologist. I love her. Mm. I will oh, watch her it. sit around and defend her terrible husband until the cows come home. Like, love it. Mm. But I need more from Melissa. Every fake storyline, she gives us 50%. The the half-sister, 50%. The fake pregnancy, 50%. Sell it mm. to me. Like, you know how to do this, so do it properly. You've been doing it for years. Like, yeah. the, like I wish they were giving them, like, KPIs and, like, performance yeah. reviews. Like, oh I wish they gave her, like you know, needs improvement. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it, you must throw a season. table next season. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like do more and have comments from the producers that she has to review and look at at the end. Like, you know, to put it into the system. Like, yeah. honestly, like it needs, like she needs something because like 
there's not enough like kick up the ass. And the thing that actually felt a bit gross to me was like when she said about um, it's her wait is her daughter oh, Antonia sorry, An- Antonia Teresa does not have a daughter called Antonia does she or does she No she has Adriana Adriana yes I was trying yep. to remember the middle one today because I kept writing like Melania um, Gia and then I was like what's the one that never appears <laughs> Gabriella. Yes, the one like, who doesn't look like the rest of them. <laughs> yeah. I was like so confused. I'm like, is she here? Or am I just looking at Melania again? Like I was just like so confused. But that, yeah, with Antonia, that scene where she was like, oh yeah, I haven't really come to her, like, pra- like her um, rehabilitation stuff because Joe takes her. I'm like, no, no, no. Joe takes her because like he's her father and he loves her. You've come because you're filming a scene with yeah. your daughter. And that's the gross thing about you, that you are seeing her do rehabilitation for the first time because- yeah you had an opportunity to film with your daughter. And that's the thing that feels like gross to me about her is like, she does take opportunities to obviously be on camera more, but she's just not committed to the actual <laughs> show itself and like creating like a storyline. It's so weird. It feels like a very like narcissist mother slash like daughter situation where it's like mm. every time Antonia, you know, has something like this rehab or like she didn't want to change school, Melissa immediately turns it around to be about how it's about her and how her experience mm. is more important, how her experience is more traumatic or whatever it is. And mm. then Antonia's just sort of sitting there like, fuck you, mum. Like, I hate you. You can just see it in her eyes how much she hates her parents. And I love that for her slash hate that for her. I hope she gets a good therapist. Yeah, oh, she'll need it after her mum's oh, yeah. k- gets kicked off the show and there's absolutely <laughs> nothing in their lives. So, my God. Um, I find... Oh, sorry. One thing about that scene, though. the I love the way this show, like, blurs the brands, but, like, blurring a Nike tick is the funniest <laughs> thing to me in the world because if I can't tell on, like, a blank... Like, a black tank top <laughs> like and what a Nike tick swoop. is because... And it's just, like, blurred out, like, like I can see. I know what like, it is. I know what that is. <laughs> but well done for Nike for having brain, brain recognition like yeah, that. At least work, they're doing, yeah. like, a great job that I can see that. Um, I find Marge Senior fascinating oh, as yeah. a person. More oh, than yeah. Marge herself. Oh, yeah. I would have a whole show of Marge Senior. Marge Senior and is it Lexi? I think I said her name last time. Um, Lexi, Marge Jr.'s assistant, who has, like, mm. the most indiscernible accent I've ever heard in my life. I would watch a whole show of them as, like, a buddy comedy, just, like, waltzing yeah. around New Jersey and, like, yelling probably at, like, local baristas about how their coffee's not hot <laughs> or cold enough. Like, I'd watch a whole show of it. I love her. She's good. And, like, I... The whole, like, backstory about her being, like, oh, Hungarian yeah. and, like, like, fleeing and everything, that was, like, fascinating to me yeah. as well. Like, I... I am... I feel like I must be the weakest person in the world because when I hear these, like, backstories of people, like, fleeing with just, like, the clothes on their back and doing all this stuff, I'm like, I... And, like, you know, working hard for their family and everything. I'm like, I barely work hard for myself. I'm very much an indoor cat. I could not. Like, even, you know, here again, hearing the stories, it's, like, terribly sad and, like, incredible that she got through it. I have a meltdown when Woolworths doesn't have the rice cakes that I like. Like, I could not imagine going through that. Oh, God. Like, when there's, like... Like a herb shortage. Yeah. I'm like, sorry? <laughs> when the basil's a bit what's, what's going on? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. What, why is this basil wilted? Like, yeah. I, I can't buy this. Like, <laughs> Three dollars? No thanks. Oh, it, that's the thing. And I'm just like, I am I would be useless in this situation. So, uh, kudos to Marge Senior in creating a life she has for uh, dear Margaret Joseph. Yeah. Um, loved when they walked into the venue and Marge just goes, very Hungarian. Like, it was just. <laughs> <laughs> it was very like, new hip. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
It was so good. And later on, she was like, very European. And I was just like, good. I was like, I love yep. that you're just like exclaiming yep. what the room is. I love that. Also died that it was the same venue as the, the, christening, the christening from season three. Christening when that brawl. happened, I went, oh, got chills. I was like, remember, remember this. Remember this. Uh, you know that the season's short on drama when they constantly cut back to the christening brawl or like mm. how every time Joe, Juicy Joe is mentioned, they cut to that footage of him saying, oh, here comes my bitch wife. Like, you know, the season's oh, short on no, drama when yes. you're constantly yeah getting that as a repeat but i did when they said you know we haven't been here for a while oh this is where the christening was i screamed like i lost oh, it i was like incredible only marge would do that i'm sure it's like in patterson i'm sure there's like two places to have an event and one of them is the brownstone so they weren't exactly you know flush with options but i still very much appreciated that and it was probably a subtle troll from marge oh and also talking about, like, flashbacks, I wish when they were, like, remembering stuff that happened in, like, Teresa's house that they flashed to um, Joe Giudice um, breaking his, like, tooth on the floor when he was, like, <laughs> wasted and tried to, do, like, he did, like, a flip or something in, like, the front room and just, like, smashed his tooth. I was like, flashback to the fun stuff when your, like, dad was a raging alcoholic. Flashback and to... verbally abusive. Yeah, flashback to Juicy Joe in the garage doing roundhouse kicks. Like, flashback I mean, yes. to... Oh. Flashback the to Nono years. with the octopus. <laughs> Drinking the they hot did, sauce. They at, least, they at least included the octopus going in at, what was it, like 6am in the morning? Oh, like. incredible. I'm glad that that's made, like, the Hall of Fame up there with Here Comes My Bitch Wife. Like, that's just one of the top yep. tier all times. I do wish they also showed Nono drinking the hot sauce, though, because that was the first okay. bit that really got me. All right, A Nono. moment from him. Um... Also, I just have to say quickly at the Marge Senior Party, the hairstyles that were Ooh. amongst the um, the people attending, I thought mm. I saw, like, Guy Ferrari there, like, five times. Like, it was just, like, very <laughs> intense white spikes everywhere, not just, like, Marge and Marge Senior themselves. It was just, like, a few people. They were like, wow. But, um, yeah, it was it was a lively event, which I appreciated. Yeah, it was giving early season um, the boys Manzo with their, like, well, the children mm. Manzo with their spiky hair. I was, yeah, very into it. Um, and just very much right at the end where um, – the guy started singing like happy birthday um mitch my partner was with me and just said i came in right at the end and said who's this gay singing happy birthday and i said i actually i'm not sure i actually don't know but like congrats to him i yeah yeah, it was very like um jane krakowski as jenna on 30 rock just like i Mm. will sing everyone get out of the way and i yeah i appreciate that I'm very, um, like, I love when Luann just sings happy birthday at the drop of a hat as well. Like, that's happy something I always, <laughs> always appreciate her coming in. Oh, Luann. Sonorita. Yeah, that's sorely oh, missed. God. I hope she's doing well. And I hope her cabarets are going off. Um, my dream is yeah. to be at one one day. I hope her cabaret's doing well. I hope she's not drinking. I hope she is drinking. Well, if she's getting kicked out of gay clubs, she definitely is drinking, <laughs> I think. So, uh She's back. Our girl's She's back, back guys. <laughs> All right. Uh, we're going to take a break and come back with some quick thoughts on a few others. And we're back with some quick thoughts. Uh, first off the bat, Real Housewives of OC. I do mm. need to preface this, that we're recording on Wednesday night. So, mm-hmm. uh, OC is coming out tomorrow. So, we're it about is. to see the Noella sit down with... Heather, which I cannot wait for, but Nikki, I just need to get your thoughts on uh, OC so far or where we're at at this point. OC so far, it's sort of, 
it's a bit of a range, right? Heather is pressed by Noella's presence, and I love that because there are so Stunning. few people in the world that can get under Heather DeBro's skin like that. Mm. Um, I think that Jen and Ryan slash Ryan need to get divorced and have that play out on the show. Emily's, Please. you know, doing her thing. Shannon, I love sad Shannon, and I love, like, a, a riled-up mm. Shannon watching other people get what she wants, so I'm, like, very into that. Um, and I think Gina is fine, you know, She's there as, as Heather's little puppet, and that's okay. We're okay with that. Gina's doing a good job at riling up, like, a Shannon. Yes. Like, I feel like that's the only purpose she's kind of serving this season. I do think her and Emily are nearing their end. I feel like... Yeah. There was this weird... I I don't know. I saw this week everyone going, oh, like, Emily, like, admitting she's, like, the pot stirrer, like, yes, she's having her best season yet. I'm like... Well, no, like, everyone can do that. There's, like, a lot yeah. of, like, middle people that can, like, stir shit up. Noella is stirring shit up while giving a storyline as yeah. well. Like, there's people that can do, like, two things at once, not just, like, one thing. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm, re like, I'm enjoying Heather's return. I don't think it's as, like, impactful as people were, like, hoping no. it would be. Especially when all she's doing is advertising this other show that she's doing with Terry. Like, that's all she's doing on her return is being, like, P.S., we have this other show we like fix people's relationships and that's what I'm here to talk about. When I, I the thing with Bravo Stars that does my head in, when are they going to understand that your spin-off show is not going to do well? No. Like there is there is never going to be and the only reason like say like a Vanderpump rules worked was because it wasn't about Lisa. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like it's just it's anything that's yourself or like going off and doing stuff like don't be tardy for the party. Oh god. <laughs> was also <laughs> Don't. Or don't be tardy. <laughs> Wasn't anything to, like, aspire to either. Like, that's not going to happen again. No. Like, everything else has been a one-season wonder or, like, yes. a spin-off that doesn't go anywhere. Like, yes. it's not going to happen. No like, one's Brexit no one's doing podcasts. Do <laughs> I was about to say that. No one's doing podcasts about Jackson, Brittany, take Kentucky. Like, no one's doing podcasts about, what was it, Bethany gets married or, like, Bethany and Frederick and their fucking real estate. Show. Like, no one's talking about that, right? It happened. It's done. We'd prefer to not talk about it. It's, yeah, it's a, it's a shame it doesn't work out. Having said that, if you gave me another hundred seasons of Big Shot with Bethany, I would I'd be there <laughs> knew for you every say episode. That. <laughs> that was, that was, uh, what do you call it? Lightning like, in a bottle. <laughs> doesn't she, like, get rid of everyone in the first two episodes? She's just like, ah, oh, like, yeah. doesn't oh, yeah, they, they, they have to, they have to, like, bring in people mid-season because she got rid of too many people at once because she didn't like people's vibe and stuff. Like, she just eliminates people in the first episode. I'm just like, you're not meant to do this. You're at, like, a cocktail party. You're eliminating oh, people. It was wild. That. And I think, I think Mark Burnett will never want anything to do with her again. That, that oh, production God, company no. is done with her because she sounded like hell, which I kind of love as well. Yeah, and you could I see the that. chaos unfold on the show. Oh, yeah. But enough about that um oc though um i think i'm enjoying i think noella has really found her groove of just being an yeah. absolute shit stirrer and getting and under mess. heather's skin like seeing that scene whether in like the i want to say sprinter van just because i only want to call oh, it, it is, sprinter van sprinter now, van. but like the joke, <laughs> but like that just seeing them all just get rolled up and angry with each other yeah. in that small confined space i'm like this is beautiful this is what i want to see exactly again throw them in a house lock the door take away their phones like just make them all fine exactly. that's all i ever want to see mm. I think it's get, it's hitting a groove now. I think it took a while for them to get there. And as we were saying earlier, mm. we need to throw... When you've got too many new people, they need to be together more often. And yeah. I think we're seeing the and, fruits of that now. And outside of their comfort zone, I think that's the beauty of doing, like, two group trips. Even if it's not international, even if it's just, like, an interstate, like, gals trip, that's fine. 
But do like two group trips in the first half of the season and maybe like yeah. a smaller weekend away at someone's beach house later on. Because again, you're going to remove the distractions of the husbands and the kids and stuff like that and yeah. just force them to actually interact with each other and not exclude people from filming like they love to do. Yeah, I, I, I can't do the exclusion of filming. Oh, like, even even quickly back to New Jersey, couldn't stand that Teresa was not invited to Marge Senior's oh, birthday. Like, rude. what's she going to do? Like, at someone's, like, 75th birthday, like, start a fight and, like, flip a table? I mean, like, she probably like, would. Pos- possibly, but, like, we'll <laughs> Invite Danielle. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God, please, Danielle. Bring and plus back. one. That would be, that would be perfect. Um, quickly on Below Deck Down Under as yes. well, are you enjoying the new iteration? I am. I think I spoke last time that I had Below Deck fatigue. I'm over it. I'm done with it. Not anymore. Mm. I'm back on Below Deck. So Below Deck Down Under, the captain's hot, always makes it help, like, makes it easy to watch. Jamie mm. is a dark, dark, bone-chilling character. I oh, think yes. that his cop selfies are some of the most terrifying things I've ever seen and how they keep showing them every time he speaks about his life. That was chilling. The one, the actual selfie in the mirror that he took of himself, like, as a cop, like, that's not Unwell. how you need to be displaying yourself, like, Ooh. as a cop and, like, saying Ooh. all you've learned from you, like, taking selfies in the locker room. Yeah. Definitely not in 2022 do we need to be admitting to have been a cop in a previous life. Like, you no. you know better than that. Um, I do love the, the charter guest this week, the gay this week, oh. that just came in and, like, ragged on everything and said it's so 80s it's so tacky you're greeting us empty-handed i love that it was good and do you know what i actually agree about the ornaments in there like some of the ornaments they like did a close-up on i'll be like oh this is disgusting it's not it's not chic we'll say that no um no i um, love that we've got an insane chef back as well yeah i feel like that's welcome the chef reminds me of like Leon and the other horrible one that Kate had after that, the next season, like yep. both of them who were terrible. And I, I love slash hate it. Like I love Rachel. She's crazy. She's fun. She's got a drinking problem. That's fantastic. Mm. But this guy is like a different brand of crazy that I kind of needed, I think. Especially when he just doesn't believe anything the guests say. No. Like he's just like, no, 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 I'm doing <laughs> what I'm doing. And he thinks he also needs to um like cook fish, like, sorry, like yeah. sashimi by actually with a blowtorch, like, yeah. as in, like, I can't do it any other way. I'm like, okay. Okay, great. Right. I did love that, like, right off the back of the charter guest, the primary guest saying it's so 80s, he was then served bruschetta and crab cakes, which is ostensibly the most 80s thing you could give a person. Like, that's mm. just, I yeah. would be disappointed if I got that. I'd be like, oh, we're at the, the RSL. Oh, okay. And I, I do like seeing Aisha again. I feel like yeah. she's a very good chief. Because she's, I think she's a good mix of, like, bitchy as well. Like, I think she's going to crack at one point, obviously, like, with our dear chef as well. Like, I feel like she's actually going to get to a point where she's like, you're a fucking cunt <laughs> yeah absolutely and i think i think you might have said it last week her tone of voice masks how like sharp and cutting she can be like she sits yep. there and says like oh is that all you're doing and this like very nice mm. sweet voice but really she's saying like you're a cunt and i'm i'm like yep. very into that the um i love it the primary guest this week reminded me a lot i don't know if you watched this i can't remember if we've spoken about it Panos from Lindsay Lohan's Beach House or Beach Club, whatever uh, it's called. Of, of course, I watched that. I've probably watched it twice, actually. It was like my one of my favorite MTV shows ever. There should have been a hundred seasons of that. That's that's my that was my MTV equivalent of um, Big Shot with Bethany. There yep. should have been many, many seasons yep. of that. Yeah, that that primary chart, I guess, reminded me a lot of Panos, just like this yep. horrible troll of a person just walking in saying, I hate everything here and I'm paying, so you have to listen to me. Love that. Love. Oh God! Bring back Lohan Beach Club. <laughs> it would be. What was it Still called? waiting for that uh, Christmas Netflix film. 
That was, it was oh. called Lindsay Lohan's Beach Club. That Is that what it was? So. Okay. Yeah, the yeah. Christmas film can't come soon enough. Like, I'm really sad we didn't yeah. get it last year. Hopefully I hope it's a Christmas in July. I hope <laughs> it's an early release, just just for fun. She's coming back. I need it now. Um, and Below Deck Sailing Yacht, finally. Yeah. Um, are you enjoying – like, is your fatigue there for that or are you kind of like – into this season i'm into this season i quite like glenn yep. i think glenn is is a good time um yep. gary and daisy those two need to duke it out or fuck it out like it's one of yeah. the two i don't know which one it exactly. is but it needs to be one of them um the second and third stew i can't remember the names but they're carrying the season mm. because yep. that kind of like intra department drama of like the third comes on board and they're like i don't listen to anyone i hate taking mm. orders like well one you're in the wrong industry um, and two, you're going to have to. And then the second steward yeah. is like gently saying things along the lines of, hey, could you take care of this? And she takes it as a personal attack. And I really appreciate I love that. It. And I think it's it, Gabriella, I think is like the yeah. second steward. And I think she's, I think she's great. Like she's just, uh, she's very much like the viewer in the situation yes. where she's just like, this is ridiculous, but okay. Like yeah, she's just, just like going along. <laughs> yeah. She's good. I do enjoy that. Um, and I think the chef on that boat is hot as well, but that's not good yes. news for me. I always, I always find someone to latch on to, and it's the uh, big old Italian chef. There. Oh, no, he's not Italian, is he? Venezuelan, Venezuelan. There we go. Um, recommendation this week, please, Yeah, Nikki. recommendation this week. So, off the back of what we are just speaking about, if you have not watched Lindsay Lohan's Beach Club, please mm. go and get it. It is worth, like, battling with Hey You for the $7 a month or whatever it is just to go watch it. It is... It's Sorry, I don't mean to do something I'm semi-related to, but it's also on Paramount Plus if anyone go. needs a second option. But hey, you do love has a idea housewives it as does. well. Um, it does. But there's two two options there. Um, hey, you app is, is trying to kill me though. Yeah, no, it is. No, I hate well, it. It, it, it is the bane of my existence, but I can't get rid of it because it has the whole back catalogue. Can't say no. Yeah, exactly. Um, you, we'll never get rid of it. No, absolutely never. You do need to go watch it if you haven't seen it. Lindsay is just like everything you could imagine. She speaks in that fake, weird, like European accent for half of the mm. season, not the whole thing. Um, much like Bethany in Big Shot, she just like fires people willy-nilly with no rhyme or reason. Um, mm-hmm. And she rescues, and I say that very loosely, rescues a dead lobster from an ice bar and puts mm-hmm. it back in the ocean where it promptly drowns. And it's just yeah, it sinks incredible. Immediately to yeah, the and there's a little yeah. and it's just like yep. it's amazing. It's it's stunning work from her. And um like like pairing it with a wine, um, sex yeah. unique podcast, which is I was a- <laughs> Stunning, amazing <laughs> podcast. Do uh, play by play. Like each episode, they review each yes. episode, and it's a lovely pairing to watch the show with because it really it's absolutely insane. So, it's um, yeah, completely mental. Yeah. Well. So, that with the Sex Unique podcast, similarly, if you haven't watched the early seasons of New Jersey, watch season two in conjunction with Sex Unique podcast, Tough Sicilian Bitches. Incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you are into the sort of Bravo scammers, let's call it, that are happening at the moment. It's it uh, the Bravo docket. Those girls are two lawyers in the States and they mm. talk about the actual legal proceedings behind like Jen Shah, Erica Girardi. They even talk about Teresa and Juicy Joe's original fraud case that like put them in prison and how that kind of played out. There's a lot mm. of details in that that I didn't know. Like they just filed paperwork incorrectly like five or six times before they went to Amazing. court. And then it's like, oh, I don't know why I went to prison. They're really detailed. It's not too dense. Like they're quite good at explaining things in like a normal person's terms. Like I'm a total idiot and they explain it really well. So I very much recommend that. Amazing. I do follow their um lovely Instagram. Um, Instagram account, but I will listen to the podcast because oh, I would actually love to really hear good. the uh, legal proceedings because I love that stuff that I would, wouldn't dare research oh, myself. Oh, God, I'd never. 
Nikki, very quickly, mm. are you getting renewed or cancelled this week? Uh, I think I'm getting cancelled this week. I'm always getting cancelled. I'm always over it. I just want to go to bed. Like, I don't want to work. I don't want to do anything. Just, like, just cancel me, please. Great. There you go. That's a great headspace to be in. I feel like um, we've all suffered lately. So, yeah. <laughs> that feels like a vibe. Feels like a vibe. Um, Nikki, do you want anyone to follow you? Oh, please don't. No, okay, I'm, not, I'm not interesting. That's great. No, that's fine. Um, if you want to follow me, I'm at Dan Tom Morrison on Twitter or at Gasbagging on Instagram and TikTok. Nikki, thank you again for unpacking Summer House and all its brilliance and thank you for the rest having of the me. other trash reality TV that we have on both Hey You and Bravo. It's um, it's a pleasure. Thank you. Uh, I'm sorry to the listeners for the longest episode in, in history. My apologies. No, no, no. I think we'll be fine. <laughs> okay. I think I think you'll be shocked that we had just bits in between where we were just chatting away and that's not actually the recording, that. but yeah. <laughs> Thank you again and farewell. <laughs> <laughs>